this is so exciting. We are here to get festive, right? That's right. Tis the season. <laughs> so, so I'm Rachel and this is Amber. Hi guys. Yes. And so we are here to preview the many, many wonderful films that we're going to be getting from the Hallmark channels in this holiday season. Yes. So let's just get to it because there's a lot. Yes. So there's 33, correct? 33 films in total. And some of them we have more information on than others. Yes. And, and some of them are still filming, apparently. I'm going to rate them um, on a scale. So the lowest that you can possibly get is a lump of coal in your stocking. And then the second highest, you, lowest you can get is you get some socks in your stocking. Uh, and then an orange in your stocking, and then the grand high thing you can get in a stocking is a diamond ring. Yes. So the ones that we're most excited about, then they get the diamond ring. The ones that we're kind of, eh, but, but, but looking forward to, have potential, is the orange. The ones that we're mm, not sure about, we'll get the sock. And the ones that we're pretty sure we're not going to like are the... Uh, Nicole. We'll start the film start on the 28th of October, so get festive very early. Yes. And uh, the first one is called Marry Me at Christmas, and this stars Rachel Scarston and Trevor Donovan. And Rachel Scarston's been in one, we believe, one Hallmark movie. And uh, so uh, it's a pretty new coupling, though, at least, for, yeah. for us. It's not one of the Hall De stars. Yes, definitely not, you know, a Paul Campbell. Or an Andrew Walker lead, yeah. or you know, right. it's not Lace Lace you should bear. Right. So okay, so the the description on Hallmark uh, for this is a Hallmark movie, not a Hallmark movie mystery movie, and the description is organizing a Christmas wedding is a treat uh, for bridal boutique owner Madeline Krug. She loves the challenge of finding the perfect dress for the bride and orchestrating the, an exquisite event. What Madeline didn't expect was to be swept off her feet by the bride's gorgeous brother, movie star Johnny Blake. Which, okay, pause, pause. <laughs> Johnny Blake is such a good name. Yeah. <laughs> I I think the Trevor Donovan should change his name to Johnny Blake because I would watch him in everything because he'd be like, it's Johnny Blake. <laughs> so Johnny came to the quirky town of Fool's Gold. Which, yes, also, they're killing it with the names here. <laughs> Fool's Gold. <laughs> to support his sister, not to fall in love. Oh, uh oh, Johnny. <laughs> you came to the wrong channel. <laughs> You're yes. not gonna fall in love. Madeline is most is the most extraordinary woman he's ever met. Ever? <laughs> Planning the perfect wedding leads to candlelit dinners and strolls through the snow-covered streets. Madeline finds the real Johnny even more captivating than her celebrity crush. Ooh. Will the action star be brave enough to take on the role of a lifetime? You mean the role of a Hallmark? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so, so this is pretty good. I'm going to give this one an orange because I, I really do like the setup. I'm just not so sure about these actors and that like the, the chemistry has to be there for it to work. Like I'll accept the most ridiculous convoluted present. <laughs> and it, you it, will be. Yes. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> if I like the actors, so I'm going to give this one an orange. Yeah. I am pretty excited about I'm it. I'm pretty though. excited about this. I'm also giving it an orange. Um, the plot seems pretty basic. Convolution, yeah. blah, 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 they fall in love. Yeah. So I am pretty excited about it. If they don't fall in love, it obviously gets coal, but it's a Hallmark movie, so they'll fall in love, and I'm getting Obviously, it. the action star <laughs> will be ready to take on the role he of a will. lifetime. No Let's question. The answer is yes, he will. <laughs> All right, so next we have, this is November 4th, 
We have Christmas Festival of Ice. The stars Taylor Cole and Damon Runyon. Both of them are, I would say, hall stars. Yes, definitely veterans of the veterans. Hallmark Channel. <laughs> yes, and so here's the plot. Those years of law school pay off for Emma. I feel like that's always Taylor Cole. She's always a lawyer. And always um, an Emma. I mean, that's not necessarily <laughs> yes. her name, but I'm pretty sure they're all named Emma. Yeah. For, but not for the ways that one would expect. When she finds out that her beloved ice sculpting contest, part of her hometown's Christmas festival. Okay, um, this is already in trouble <laughs> because ice sculpture Christmas is amazing yeah. and it's getting into that same territory. But so. I don't know, it's these, these small towns with these festivals. It's just like... In Hallmark movies, they're hardcore about their festivals, but here we go. <laughs> she springs into action, determined to keep it going. Uh, she enlists the sponsors and art. She enlists sponsors and artists. Nick, the town's ace artisan, isn't interested in competing this year. What the heck, Nick? <laughs> Damon Runyon's letting us down. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, but Emma wants him as her teammate. Considering what she's managed to accomplish, Nick is impressed and signs on. As Emma and Nick work together, she realizes there's more to life than legal briefs. Formed by Emma's can-do spirit, Nick is invigorated too. They just might have a shot at winning this very special Christmas contest and a lot more. What could they possibly be winning? <laughs> So, it's love. It's always love. Yeah. So, I don't know. This one sounds pretty bland to me. I, I feel bad giving anything a Cole, but I'm not a big Taylor Cole fan. I'm a sock. I'll be nice. Because it does sound kind of fun, the plot, but... I am also giving... I'm giving it a zesty sock. <laughs> so, like, uh, there was some orange zest left in the sock, and it's just not quite orangey enough, so it's a sock. Um, but... I, like I said, I'm very nervous about anything taking on ice sculpting after ice sculpture Christmas yeah, was so amazing. Right. So, so I'm just gonna, I'm giving it a, a sock, but it could bump, like, what if ice sculpting is exactly <laughs> what I'm into and they become a, an orange? Who knows? Yeah. So who knows? Well, hopefully it'll be a win for Taylor. She probably could need it. So here we go. So the perfect Christmas present is our next one. And this is on the Hallmark Movies Mysteries channel. Ooh, how yeah. mysterious. And this is on November 4th. And it has Sam Page and Tara Holt in the leads. And Tom Jacobs has built an entire business around helping clients find the perfect gift for their loved ones. Since his company's busiest time of the year is the holidays, he's earned himself the title Mr. Christmas. And you might have seen this labeled as Mr. Christmas on other blogs and stuff. But anyway, it's actually called The Perfect Christmas Present. And uh, when Tom's good friend Paul comes to him asking for help in finding the gift for his girlfriend, Jenny, Mr. Christmas finds himself in a bit of a trouble. Uh-oh. <laughs> the more he learns about Jenny during his research, the more he likes her. Ooh, and the guiltier he feels. Mr. Christmas! between his heart and his best friend. Oh no, what's he gonna do? <laughs> With Christmas rapidly approaching, Tom dreads his encroaching deadline as it will mean an end to his time with Jenny and perhaps an end to his only chance at being with his true love. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this sounds more like a Hallmark movie than Hallmark Movies Mysteries. There is going to be some sort of a mystery about what's gonna happen at the end of this Some one. drama. But I actually really like, I think this sounds really good. Yeah. I really pretty, like it. Pretty, pretty excited. Yeah. Um, although I do have to say, if there's one thing I know about a Hallmark movie, it's that if you're dating someone at the start of a Hallmark movie, he's probably going to end up being a jerk. So I'm not too, I don't have too high hopes for 
Mr. Paul, Mr. Christmas's friend. <laughs> I'm also not super familiar with, with either of these leads, with Taylor Holt or Sam Page. No, not so. really. They're, but they both seem very cute, so, so it could be good. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I feel real positive about this one. I, I, uh, what do you give it? You I'm giving first. it an orange because yeah. I love myself a juicy love triangle. <laughs> I think it's interesting that the man is the sort of like is the lead. Is the, well, not just the lead, but also like the one who's like. Oh, she's dating someone else, but oh, blah, blah. like I feel like a yeah. lot of times the girl who like falls in love with the unattainable guy is the the thing. So it's fun having a guy fall yeah, in love with the unattainable agreed. girl. Well, and and he's actually like the lead as far as even in the write up. Yes, yeah, I mean it's in, called. In it used to be called. It used to be the title character. Mr. Christmas. So yeah. So I think that would be. I'll also give it an orange just because I don't know the the couple. But if I knew them, then I would probably give it a ring because I really do like the, the, the setup, the plot. Okay, next one we have on November 5th, we have Christmas in the Air. And this also on Hallmark Movies Mysteries. This is Catherine Bell and uh, Eric Close. Close uh, Catherine Bell and Eric Close. And it's Lydia, a successful professional organizer, is constantly trying to grow her business, but even her ambition takes a back seat to love when she meets Robert, a frazzled widower. We well, love widowers. widowers. <laughs> I have said for years my dream is to marry a widower with two sons. Well, if he has two children. I know, it's the perfect number. <laughs> if you are out there, widower man with two sons, just, just DM me, yeah. call, whatever, at least subscribe. Right. <laughs> A toy inventor. He's a toy inventor. Robert is asked to present his new Christmas toy line to a superstore. His challenge is he only has 12 days to get his life and his business in order. Oh my. Talk about a messy, talk about a Christmas rush. Lydia shows Robert that this task goes way deeper than messy junk drawers and encompasses every aspect of his life. While she's intent on helping him straighten out the details he had long ignored, Robert teaches the button of Lydia that messiness can be to be a delightful part of life. Oh, Lydia. <laughs> I think this sounds really good. I, I'm on board. I like Catherine Bell. So I give this one a, a, a diamond ring. I'm excited for it. Ah, well, we have our first big disagreement. <laughs> Because despite the fact that he's a widower, I'm giving it some socks. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm just like, I'm a little bit over the the girls all organized and the guy's a free spirit. And <laughs> they, she's going to teach him how to be less whatever in the end. Yeah. He always just ends up cleaning his house and she'll just clean it for him. <laughs> and she has to, like, it's grease all over again. But she, where she changes. Yeah. Yeah. I just am over it. I'm over uh, it. There you go. All right. There's some pair of socks right here. <laughs> okay. So next we have Miss Christmas. Maybe that's why they got rid of Mr. Christmas. Cause it was too Ms. close. Christmas. Yeah. So they Miss Christmas. They didn't want him to be like, oh, he's cheating on her. <laughs> so this is Rick D'Orsay and uh, Mark um, Blucas, I guess. And uh, so we, we know her. She's been in a bunch. Yes. How to Fall in Love, one of my favorites. She's adorable and yeah. I will always root for her. And she was also on uh, Drop Dead Diva, which, yes, she which was. I love. Uh, so, okay. So, Holly Coon is on her annual mission of finding a majestic specimen for the national tree. Which always I love that sentence. People love the, nat the <laughs> national tree. Majestic specimen. Uh, so, while searching for the perfect Christmas fur for the Washington, D.C. holiday tree lighting ceremony, Holly receives a letter from a boy detailing why his town boasts the most beautiful specimen. So, is this a follow-up to the most <laughs> 
<laughs> to the national, national tree. tree. I knew McCarthy isn't in it, so I guess not. But uh, they, so. they, they really, they <laughs> really messed up. <laughs> Holly travels to the boys' quaint New England town. I love all these quaint New England towns too, where she meets his handsome uncle Sam McCary. Sam owns the land. Plus, <laughs> Sam McCary is a great name. Yeah. Way to own land, Sam McCary. Yeah. That's what you were meant to do. <laughs> So Sam owns the land from which it grows and is a protective steward. Uh, it holds such deep meaning for Sam that he's not about to let it be chopped down, even for such an honor. Still, Holly finds herself falling for Sam, and they discover the magic that this perfect tree can bring just in time for the holidays. Wow. Yeah. Fresh. So what do you give Miss Christmas? Honestly... It sounds a little lame, but they all do, but in a good way. Um, but I love her so much that I have so much confidence that she yeah. could be in a movie that's a coal movie and elevate it. So I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it an orange because I don't. I don't think it's gonna be diamonds. But mm -hmm. yeah, if they have like super great chemistry, maybe. But but, like, but I'm also with the, the conflict of the trees. Just like okay. <laughs> Chop yeah. it down or don't. It does feel like that tulip one or one of these other ones oh. where it's just like, okay. I don't want to talk about the tulip one. <laughs> okay, so we have Song for Christmas. This is on the 11th of November. Rebecca Tobin and Kevin McGarry. And this is Pop Star, which is already promising, I feel like. Yeah, you, you gotta Adeline, have a pop star. Adeline Kay is so fed up with her controlling manager that she sneaks off the tour bus after their latest squabble. Though exhilarated to be free, she finds herself stranded in the freezing cold of a Pennsylvania winter with no money and no plan. A local family, the Laps, take her in. Bad name. <laughs> they know the true meaning of the season. Even if they're close to losing their dairy farm, no one in the family recognizes Adelaide except Dylan, the oldest son. I mean, like, okay, his name is Dylan Lapp. <laughs> they should have, they should have, like, couldn't his last name have been, like, Kincaid? <laughs> she figures she's the ticket to fast cash. She is. And plots to snap photos of Adelaide around the farm and sell them to the tabs. What he doesn't plan, however, is their mutual attraction. Oh my. <laughs> uh, I have to admit, this one sounds really lame. I I don't I want to be crazy, but anything a cold. I don't want to... This has been done before, right? Many times. No, like literally the exact same plot. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not... Yeah. No. Not that I wouldn't watch it again, because I will, and I will probably like it, but <laughs> I've literally the exact same thing, right? The names are just different. Maybe that's why they had to go with a bad name, because all the good names were already used yeah. in the same situation. No, it definitely has been done, for sure. And I I don't know. I guess if I'm going to give one a call, this one, I'll give a call. I don't think it sounds very good. Ooh, you're harsh. And she hasn't been in any other Hallmark movies. I'm giving it, I'm going to give it some dirty socks. <laughs> she, she was on Glee, I guess, evidently. Oh. I don't know. I have no I'm idea. I'm not a, I'm not a Gleek. No, either. Um, but I, I'm giving, yeah, like I, like some, some socks with some coal dust on them. <laughs> okay. All right. So here we go. The next one is The Sweetest Christmas. Uh, this is on, also on the 11th. Okay. Uh, and the previous one, that was on Hallmark Movies Mysteries. Yes. Song for this Christmas. one is on the Hallmark. This is. And Sweetest Christmas. This is Lacey Chabert, Lee Coco, who are both, I would say, well, I don't know about Lee. But obviously, Lacey, Lacey Chabert, Chabert obviously is the queen of Hallmark. And <laughs> Lacey Chabert and Candace Cameron Bure probably secretly fight about who's the real queen of Hallmark. And I'm like, sorry, guys, it's Kelly Martin. <laughs> 
That's right. Okay, so we pastry chef Kylie Watson learns she's made it to the finals of the American Gingerbread Competition. She thinks her competitive spirit has finally paid off and hopes the publicity will help her jumpstart her new cafe. It's, it's, you know, it's really nice to see Lacey Chabert playing a chef. <laughs> you just you just never get to see never. her do that. It's only like seven times. <laughs> There's so many chefs. I mean, even like, the ones chefs were so lovelorn. Even the ones where she's not a chef, they somehow have her baking <laughs> yeah, or cooking or helping do something yeah. like that. That's true, because so. even like Wish for uh, or um, Family for Christmas, she's still cooking. Moonlight she's in cooking. Vermont, he's the chef, and somehow <laughs> she helps him cook. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. So they maybe this maybe the like the crew and stuff likes her cooking secretly or maybe, something. Maybe yeah. she's actually a chef and no one told Who knows? us. Who knows? Okay. There's just one problem. Uh-oh. The oven she's supposed to use breaks down right before the contest. The oven is broken? How will we get past this? There's only one oven in this whole town, evidently. But... So, <laughs> determined to enter, she reaches out to Nick Bazzanetti uh, her old boyfriend from culinary school. The only man with another. Who gave his dream of being a pastry chef to run his family's pizzeria. Nick allows her to use the oven, and the two reminisce about the dreams of their youth. Ah. Oh. This is going to be great. So their romance is rekindled, but just as Kylie is on the cusp of taking the grand prize and embracing true love, things get complicated. Things get very complicated. Uh -oh. When her ex-boyfriend takes drastic steps to win her back, Kylie realizes she must embrace the Christmas spirit of risk risk losing both the contest and her new love. Wow, guys. That seems really complicated. <laughs> In a very mild orange. Very mild. An orange with like some sock foam <laughs> yeah, on it? Yeah. Because <laughs> it does sound pretty bad. But, uh, but I don't know, I feel like they will have good chemistry, and if, it if they have good chemistry, then that will, that always rules the day for me. Um, I am enemies. going to be a little harsh. I'm giving it a full-on sock. Yeah. When I was writing, when I was planning on, like, how am I going to summarize what these are about in advance, <laughs> all I could think for the summary of this was, she needs to borrow an oven. <laughs> that's, that's a terrible plot. They might as well have just said there is no plot, but it's Lacey Chabert, which it is. That's exactly what the story is. Lacey Chabert is going to be in a kitchen. Huzzah. Yeah. And they're going to talk a lot. So. And it'll probably be really good. But and I'm not, say chemistry, chemistry, chemistry. But I'm not giving an orange to, oh, I don't have an oven. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the 12th. Uh, of November. We have Engaging Father Christmas, the Son of Hallmark Movies Mysteries. This is a sequel to uh, Finding Father, right? Correct. Finding, Father, Finding Father, Christmas. Father Christmas. So it has Aaron Krakow, Nat, Niall, Neil, Matt, Mater, Niall, Niall, Mater, sorry, uh, and Wendy Malick, and it's Christmas, and Miranda leaves Seattle with a suitcase full of presents to join her long-lost family in Carlton and... Sorry, in Carlton Heath, where she will experience the joyful tradition she missed as a child. Last Christmas, Miranda fell in love with Ian, mm. a local man who helped her as she searched for her father, uh, James Whitcomb, a famous theater actor she believed had a connection to the town. At his widow Margaret's request, Miranda agrees to keep it up, uh, keep it a secret to protect the family from scandal. This Christmas, she fears the warm welcome she received from the Whitcomb family will soon turn cold when Miranda receives an anonymous text from someone who threatens to expose her identity. Okay, I'll go first. <laughs> um, I really, I 
enjoyed the first one. I really love Ellen Crack Aaron Krakow and Niall Matter. I think they're cute. I like them together. I think they had good chemistry. But the plot of the first one was so was a little slow moving. And I can't even imagine how much this is going to drag in this next this one. It's going to be so boring. And, like, in no universe would they be like, oh, we got to keep it a secret because it's going to be a scandal. The guy's dead. Like, what are they going to do to him? And his wife already knows and is like, it's fine. So who is going to be yeah. scandalized by this? And it's just it's just convoluted and I'm... Yeah, so... And I'm giving it some dusty socks. I'm gonna cold give it a, dusty socks. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a cold. I think this one's gonna be really boring. And but I guess they they might have chemistry. So yeah, they might they're save cute. It. So we could even get. But I'm not. What if it's amazing, you guys? <laughs> we we don't have necessarily the best track record when it comes to Hallmark sequels. Uh, even though I liked uh, one we, that you didn't like, but uh, we'll talk about it for later. the most part, I I don't like the Hallmark sequels, and this one sounds very boring. So okay, next one we have on the twelfth. This is Enchanted Christmas. This is the one they're advertising a lot. And well, it's how could they not? It's the Pinavegas. Yeah, Alex Pinavega and Carlos Pinavega, a real life couple. And I was thinking the only other one I could think of that had a real life couple was the um, Rebecca Romaine Love and Lux. Jerry. Yeah, that one. I can't think of any other ones, but uh, anyway. There probably are some. I just don't know everybody's love life. <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, weeks before Christmas, interior designer Laura is sent to her hometown of Santa Fe, New Mexico to remodel a landmark hotel. As Laura is kept busy with the renovations, her eight-year-old daughter, Nicole, is introduced to the art of salsa dancing at a local dance studio. Laura is surprised to find that the studio's owner, Ricardo, Ooh. her old high school sweetheart and former salsa dance partner, <laughs> is there. When Laura and Ricardo reconnect, sparks fly on and off the dance floor. The beautiful Christmas <laughs> traditions of New Mexico become the backdrop for spirited dancing and unexpected romance. First of all, I'm very curious how they're going to make Vancouver look like New Mexico. That's the first thing I wonder. They can make them other places. <laughs> they sometimes film somewhere else. Sometimes. <laughs> but also... Occasionally they film in Utah. I'm true. That's true. I am all about this one. I think this one looks great. Obviously, they're going to have good chemistry because they're like... A real couple, they're, they're really cute, in love. And they're cute, and it's just they're like, oh, they were on Dancing with the Stars. Absolutely, let's put them, <laughs> let's put them in a dancing. One. And I love any movie with pretty much any movie with dancing. I'm a sucker. I love Dance with Me. I love Strictly Ballroom. I love Dirty uh, Dancing. Dirty Dancing. I, anything. So I'm, I'm giving this one the first diamond ring of, <laughs> and obviously they have confidence in this because they are promoting it a lot. So yeah, yeah. I am also giving it a diamond ring. Woo! Oh, wait a minute. What's on there? Is that some orange zest? <laughs> just because I feel like the plot of this one is just any plot they could have used for any season. And they were just like, eh, throw in some mistletoe. It's yeah, a Christmas movie. That's true. That's so it doesn't have like, there's no Santa Claus. That's so true. it's hardly a Christmas movie. So that's why it's got some and zest. And I didn't work on dancing into the title, Enchanted Christmas. Why didn't they make it like... I don't know, Christmas in the Ballroom or something like that. Because it's uh, Latin. Like salsa dance. <laughs> like, um, salsa Christmas. I don't know, something. It's when he's coming home for Christmas, and this is confusing because there's coming home for Christmas, and then there's Christmas homecoming, and they both are on the same day. So it's very confusing. But coming home for Christmas has, is on the 18th of November, Danica McKellar and Neil Bledsoe. So I would say Hall Stars or 
She certainly is, of course. Yeah. So Allie Richfield is at a crossroads when she lands a job as house manager for the exquisite Ashford Estate in Virginia. Ooh. While preparing the place for sale, Allie plans one final Christmas Eve gala for the Marley family, though they seem to be family in name only. Yeah. There's Kip Marley, who's never met a party he didn't like, Robert, the handsome but all-business executor of the state, Sloane, who arrives with her two young children, San's husband, Ooh, we're <laughs> and the 90-year-old matriarch Pippa, a spitfire who doesn't want to put the house up for sale at all. As Allie is inserted into the home and the lives of the Marley family, she finds herself drawn to Robert, Ooh. even as Kip pursues her. Can she navigate her suddenly complicated love life while helping mend family feuds and maybe teaching all the true spirit of Christmas? Spoiler alert. <laughs> yep. Yeah, she <laughs> so this sounds like Chesapeake Shore like, somehow got moved over to Virginia. <laughs> this one will be an orange. I'm going to say solid orange. Just because I think it'll be cute, but uh, I don't know. I'm right in that. Maybe sock. It's, it's a sock for me. And just because I feel like having the two brothers both trying to date her. Plus we have to deal with like, like I feel like yeah. it's just gonna be too busy. So not everything's gonna get serviced well and it's and gonna be And you got the sock. grandma with her quips yeah. and stuff. So oh, yeah, I agree with you. I'm gonna go sock, change my mind. Okay, ah, here we go. Now this is Christmas Homecoming. So we'll see which one wins. This is uh, Hallmark Movies Mysteries and this stars Julie Benz. And, I love her. Yeah, and Michael Shanks is the guy's name. So a military widow whose faith in Christmas has lapsed rents an apartment to a handsome army captain. Already Recovering from an injury in battle and whose faith in Christmas is inspirational. As they team up to save the town's military museum with a Christmas fundraising event, these two wounded birds find themselves falling in love and being healed by the magic of Christmas. Uh, outstanding. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I'd be a bad American if I gave this one a call. It's literally everything that Hallmark movies should be on the Movies and Mysteries channel. Yeah. And guess where it is? On the Movies and Mysteries yeah. channel. Great. Um, you go. I'm going to give it a, a diamond ring. I think it sounds great. Diamond rings for everyone. I'm a big fan. So that, I think that one will be definitely the better of the home, of the coming home. Of the home coming Christmas movies. Yeah. <laughs> the 18th. Okay, so the 19th. This is also Hallmark Movies Mysteries. This is called The Bramble House Christmas. Autumn Reeser, Paul Star, David Hyden Jones, who I know I recognize, but I, I can't put, and then uh, Terrell Rothley. Anyway, it says, while settling his father's estate, uh, Finn Conrad, great name. Great name. Finn Conrad becomes suspicious as to why the man left a nurse $50,000. His dad knew her for less than two months before he died. Just before Christmas, Finn wants uh, what to uh, wants to reclaim what he considers his family money, going undercover to investigate the bed and breakfast the nurse has recently taken over. When Finn meets Willa, he discovers she's not a conniving gold digger at all, but a woman in need who put the money to good use. When she discovers his true identity, will it keep Willa from ever trusting him again? Briefly. Um, <laughs> that, that part that's going to happen at about 90 minutes of the show. I, I was mean, with it till it said a liar reveal plot, and I'm like, oh, I hate those. Um, but I do like Autumn Reeser a lot. Uh, she, I, haven't think, I don't think she's made one that I've disliked, um, but I, I'm going to go socks on this one. Oh, surprisingly. I'm going to go zesty ring. <laughs> um, just on the power wow. of Autumn Reeser, I love, 
undercover like secret identity <laughs> movies they're the best the only way it could be better is if like he was like masquerading as a woman and then he decided to be like oh i have to be a man and a woman at the same time that like would be, that would be yeah. see yeah it's 12th night like, or 12th something. night 12th night but a reverse 12th night. um but i just hate the whole liar how could you lie to me and not tell me who you were it's well like, i know but oh. see see it depends on how long it depends on how long they drag it out but i have faith in them that they'll time it right and i'm giving it a zesty orange. Nice. Okay, good. I do really like Autumn Research, so there's potential there. Bramble House Christmas. Okay, next we have a girl. But the name is a little lame. Yeah, agreed. Okay, go. Yeah. So, a girl to remember. Gift. <laughs> What's. Oh, sorry. A gift to remember. A gift to remember. This is on the 19th. It stars Allie Leibert and Peter Porte. And uh, it's. Darcy Archer works in a small bookstore in Manhattan, a daydreamer. She refuses to settle for anything less than being swept off her feet by the perfect man. Literally. One day, when cycling to work, Darcy accidentally crashes into a sharply dressed gentleman walking his dog. He is knocked out cold, rushed to the hospital, and falls into a coma. Which I'm a big fan of comas in, in Hallmark movies in general. I'm a fan of comas in... Like, I love while you were sleeping. Okay, um, I am a huge fan of sleep. So, sometimes I think, like, wouldn't it be amazing if you were, like, in a coma for, like, two days? Like, not, not like, no big problems. Oh, I, I dream of hibernating all the time. I think the bears have it right. Like, think it would be amazing. On. But, anyway, sidetrack. Yeah. He gets in a coma. Yeah, in a coma. And his dog gets left behind. Is this, do we know, do we know if this is Happy the dog? Probably. Racked with guilt, Darcy takes the dog and plans to reunite him with his owner. Uh, Aiden, as she discovers the mysterious stranger's world of books, travel, adventure, and all the wonderful things she's ever dreamed about, Darcy builds a picture of this man and wonders if he could be the one. Hashtag the one. <laughs> but when Aiden wakes up, Darcy discovers he had been dog-sitting for his boss when he had the accident, and the pictures she had of him is completely wrong. Oh no, will they be able to overcome this? Somebody's been watching while you were sleeping, <laughs> which I love. I think this one sounds fun. I, I'm a fan. I'm gonna give it a orange. Um, yeah, I'm gonna give it an orange, and can we just real quick talk Hi, about how handsome Peter Porte is? Yeah. Tons. <laughs> Yes. That's it, that's all. Okay, <laughs> it's an orange. Okay, we get some orange. Okay, so here we got Secretly Santa. This will be all right up your alley. This is 1122, so November 22nd. Emily Eulerup from Chesapeake Shores. Yes, Brie and Brian. Aaron O'Connell. And it's just how secret does an office secret Santa have to be? Super. Mm. In Melanie's case, she finds it's just a little too covert. The assignments were distributed for Secret Santa, and Melanie is a little worried, but very excited that she was given her crush Donovan. Which that seems like a classic Hallmark name, yeah, Donovan. Don it's, a, it's all around. It's ticking, ticking, ticking the boxes. Yeah. So she comes up with thoughtful gifts and spot-on notes. Donovan is so taken by his Secret Santa, he starts to fall in love. Only someone else is stealing her credit, pretending to be his Secret Santa. What? <laughs> Now Melody must work to prove to Donovan that she is the right one as far as Santa's and girlfriends go. Ooh. Hmm. I think this one looks super cute. Oh, uh, yeah. I am way excited. I love that it's sort of like Cyrano de Bergerac, but like not quite. Yeah. Or Roxanne, for those of you who don't know. It's kind know. of a little bit of take on sort of the You've Got Mail kind of thing, a little bit kind of. Uh, 
where they're writing to each other and they're falling in love. Well, I don't know that feeling. he's responding to her. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. No, but it says that, he says that, uh, he's just falling he's in love very, with thoughtful uh, gifts and spotting yeah. notes, which is why it He feels... starts to fall in love. Donovan is so taken by his secret Santa, he starts to fall in love. Yeah, but that doesn't with sound... His gifts. But it's not like a correspondence. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, um, I, I don't know. Like, I feel pretty excited about this one. I'm gonna go ahead, I'm gonna give it a ring. What the heck? I'm gonna give it a ring! <laughs> this is the first time we've both agreed! <laughs> yes, okay. And that'll be fun to see her since we've only seen her in Chesapeake Shores. Yeah, so I'm, pretty, I'm pretty excited. I think she's really cute. I saw her tweet out something or Instagram something from it and I was like, mm, I'm all in. Yes. Okay, so next we have the Mistletoe Inn. This is on the 23rd of November. Alicia Witt, Hall Star. Hall Star. Uh, David Alpay and Casey Manderson. So when aspiring romance novelist Kim Rossi is unceremoniously dumped by her soon-to-be-published romance novelist boyfriend, <laughs> Kim takes stock and decides to take a leap. She signs up for a romantic romance writing retreat at a quaint Vermont inn shortly before Christmas where top novelist is scheduled to attend and read the work of one lucky writer. Let's just say, that doesn't sound like much of a leap. She's mm -hmm. a writer. She's going to a writer's retreat. It's fine. I'm just saying... It's not a leap, though. It's not like, whoa, this is way out of my comfort zone here. It's fine. She was just going there. I'm not mad at it. <laughs> but it's not a leap. Okay. Who so said you have to take a leap for a vacation? They said in the thing that she decides to take a leap. She signs up for the romance writing she retreat. she literally left. <laughs> Baby. Okay, so there's this famous lucky, there's one lucky writer. Shortly after arriving, she crosses path with Zeke, whom she initially finds to be intrusive, and naturally ends up being her assignment partner. Uh, obviously. <laughs> uh, worse yet, her ex is also at the retreat. What? Despite these bumps in the road, Kim steps outside her comfort zone and plunges into the writing exercises, surprising herself. Equally unexpected is the attraction that seems to be building between her and Zeke mm -hmm. that promises to take her down a road she's never imagined traveling based on the book by Richard Paul Evans. So I'm going to give this one a sock, I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm sorry, this one's getting a dusty sock for me, possibly even some cold. <laughs> yeah. I am just like, okay, great with your plot where you're just at the thing. I like Alicia Witt, but this is just She's not, okay. this is, this is, I'm out. I'm out. I'm actually, you know what? Officially downgraded. This cool. is Cole. I apologize to everyone involved. Maybe it's great. Maybe it's just that this blurb about it's not wonderful, but nope, for me, sorry, I'm out. Why would a romance novelist never have taken, gone down the path of romance? Like, she never imagined traveling? She's a romance novelist. It's, I didn't ask for this. <laughs> One. Okay, we have Finding Santa next. This is the 24th of November, so this, I think, is Thanksgiving Day, if I'm not mistaken. I think it is technically the day before Thanksgiving. Okay. So we have Jodie Sweetin in her first... Uh, Jodie Sweetin in her first Hallmark movie. Which, how did it take us that long to get Stephanie Tanner on here? <laughs> I don't know. Eric Winter and Karen Hol Holness. And it says, Jessica was delighted to start running her New England town's Christmas events after her mom died. Which I think is hilarious. Okay, sorry. We talked about this one. <laughs> This is my favorite blurb in the history of the world. <laughs> Jessica was delighted to start running this stuff after 
after her mom died. Like yeah. she just couldn't be more thrilled yeah. that her mom's dead so she can take over. <laughs> and I didn't know these um, these Christmas festivals were so like a... New England is just <laughs> chock full of Christmas festivals. They go, they go down the, the, the family. They pass it down. Yeah, obviously. And you inherit you the inherit Christmas the, You inherit the Christmas nepotism. Okay, so <laughs> the, the main event... The main event is the parade on Christmas Day when the jolly man in red gre greets the crowd. You know, that makes sense. <laughs> Obviously, it's fine. That's what you would do for a Christmas For festival. the last 30 years, Henry, owner of a famous Santa school... As you know, there are many <laughs> yes. famous Santa schools. In New England, this, of course. But this is one of the most famous. Right. Played Saint Nick. When Henry falls ill and everyone else he has trained is already booked... As Santa Clauses are. <laughs> Jessica's in a predicament. The only possible replacement is Henry's son. The only one. <laughs> the only other man in the world. Anybody. Is his son, Ben. Ben. An Uber driver. Because <laughs> that's, you, you got you to gotta make them dollars. Do you think they had to pay for that? Like the, the product placement? Mom, maybe. No, Probably. I mean, I think Uber had to pay to get, like, so they wouldn't use Lyft, so they would use Uber. Who knows? <laughs> because they probably could have just done, like, car share. Yeah, right. <laughs> But Uber, uh, he's an Uber driver who never wanted to follow in his father's big black leather boots. Nailed it. <laughs> Desperate, Jessica sets off 200 miles north to find Ben and lures him back to town by hiring him to drive her back. Which is so funny. <laughs> Not only is Ben the only man who can be Santa, he's literally 200 miles away. Yeah. There was not, in a 199-mile radius, another man who wasn't already being Santa. The trek is daunting. Very daunting. Uh, well, as treks are. <laughs> the real Chris Kringle makes it around the world easier than Ben and Jessica on their return. Very true. <laughs> Still, once Ben dons the red suit, he feels the spirit of Christmas, and soon begins to realize he may have found the new real-life Mrs. Claus. I think they need to understand what real-life means. Because <laughs> um, you got the real-life Santa. He's not a real-life Santa. <laughs> he doesn't even want to be Santa. Okay, uh, but despite the fact that I think this is the funniest blurb in the history of the world, and uh, if you're watching the person who wrote this for Hallmark, please DM us <coughs> so I can just talk to you and be best friends. You're my favorite person. Um, <laughs> But despite all this, I'm going to just take the lead. I'm going ahead and giving this a diamond ring! <laughs> I am. I feel like it's going to be so good. There's going to be an ironic diamond diamond ring, like, so so bad it's so good, or real? No, I'm so into it. I love Jodie Sweetin. I love Eric Winter. And not only is it about Santa stuff, which I love, there's always, always a possibility that there is actually going to be a real Santa, like the real Santa. Cause you know how they do that? There's always the possibility. They do mention it several times yeah, in the like, like is there, there going to be like some old man who's like, ah, oh, but he's like, yeah, actually Santa. Um, Cause like, what if Ben is actually Santa? Son, who knows? We'll see, we'll see. Um, anyway, but not only that, it's a car trip movie. A road trip, yeah. A road, road trip, trip movie. movie. You can't beat that. I'm giving it, I'm giving it a diamond ring. Oh, wow, I'm shocked. Um, yeah, I'm not as high on this as you. This well, could nobody be is. Just no one is. <laughs> so I'm gonna give this one a sock. I think it sounds so, so. I think it'll be funny, like so bad it's good, maybe. But as far as like objectively a good Hallmark movie, I I don't know. I bet it's gonna be really good. 
So only time we'll tell who's right, and it's gonna be me. And I think I'll have a good laugh watching it, but whether it'll be actually me, <laughs> I don't know. But that's some form of entertainment, I guess. So the next one we have is the Christmas Train. This stars Dermot Mulroney. This is a Hallmark Hall of Fame. Yeah, this is where you get not just Hall stars, but yeah. <laughs> actual people who are in movies. Right. This is not to say that you, you get it. This is on the twenty fifth. So this is Thanksgiving. This is that makes the sense. Thanksgiving spectacular. Why they have Hallmark Hall of Fame on. Thanksgiving. So Dermot Mulroney, Danny Glover, Joan Cusack, who I love, and Kimberly Williams Paisley. Whom I love. Yes. And so this is pretty simple. It's a journalist embarks on a cross-country train ride at Christmas, having no idea this journey will take him into the rugged train of his own heart as he rediscovers people's goodness, holiday magic, and the love he thought he'd lost. Which is just classic Hallmark Hall of Fame. Yeah, it really is. I don't even know what to say about it, but... I'm going to be perfectly honest, most of the time they're just oranges for me. <laughs> How dare you. Um, so I'm going to give that one, I will also give it an orange though. It does sound pretty vanilla. But but, uh, but Joan Cusack is in it and yeah, she could, oh, and she might elevate that thing to like a platinum diamond ring, but <laughs> we're just going to have to see. We're yeah. Just, but I'm... Colony, I mean, I feel like how orange. they give all of these other ones, like these super flowery, like, descriptions of the Hallmark Hall of Fame, they're like, you don't need to. When you got the actors, people will watch. You'll watch it. Joe you're turning in. Yeah, right. So, okay. So, A Joyous Christmas is on the 26th. This stars Natalie Knepp, uh, Michael Rady, and Bonnie Bedilla. And Steve Basic. So Joy may be down on her luck, but her humanity is intact. So that's good. Interesting. <laughs> she jumps to the aid of a stranger, rescuing the woman from a terrible accident. The woman who nearly died is quite successful and learns a great lesson from her accident. Helping others is the key to true success and could be the path to finding true love as well. Who knew? Yeah, there you go. You just gotta get in a little. This is Hallmark Movies Mysteries, by the way. You just gotta get in a little accident. You just I gotta. Guess, to have a joyous Christmas. I don't know. I'm gonna give this one a sock. It sounds pretty boring. Oh, um, that's, that's a sock for me, too. Yeah. I, I mean, to be fair, there's not really much to go on here. <laughs> yeah, there's really not. But I just, I'm like, if I read the blurb and I sort, it's like one of the shortest ones and I already lost interest, <clears throat> it's, it doesn't bode well. Yeah, so, okay, moving on. This is also the 26th. This is Switched for Christmas, and it is Candace Cameron Bure. We don't know any others. A lot of these next ones coming well, it's up. Candace, it's Candace Cameron Bure times two. Yes. So a lot of these ones coming up we don't know as much about. So, but this one because is... this Candace Cameron Bure one just finished filming. Yeah, literally. Like this, ago. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. The so, other thing after this is probably not even filmed. <laughs> but this sounds so fun. I think just because they're identical twins does not mean that these twins even like each other. Parent trap. Estranged twin sisters get together for an obligatory pre-Christmas lunch. Parent trap. A year after their mother died. Parent Both trap. women are, except for she's dead. <laughs> Both women are unhappy and frustrated with their own lives. Parent trap. Though not close, each is envious of the other's life. Parent what trap. What a twin to do. What's a twin to do but take advantage of this? What's a twin to do? And who would be the wiser? Who? They do what any identical twins in need of new outlooks would do. Just ask the girls from Parenting around. <laughs> swap lives until Christmas Day. What? By so doing, each woman discovers the true meaning of her life and gains a deeper perspective and appreciation for what she already had. Obviously, this is amazing. <laughs> it sounds um, really good. The fact that this has not already happened in a Hallmark <laughs> Channel movie boggles my mind. 
and I love it. And I hope that they, I hope they don't fall in love with anyone in their switched lives. I hope they just. I just love it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So you're gonna give it. What are you gonna give it? Oh, uh, it's a, obviously it's a diamond ring. Yeah, diamond for sure. You can't. You can't. <laughs> Come on. She's. she's if, if, if you are not excited about this movie, then what are you doing on this podcast? <laughs> <Sorry, laughs> you're listening. not here anyway. <laughs> Go watch the Hallmark Hall of Fame, and you'll be good. Okay. So here we. Go. <laughs> the next one is like a Christmas in Evergreen. This is the second of December. So we're in December. Okay. Is there not already a Hallmark movie called Christmas in Evergreen? I don't know. I mean, they probably know. They probably, like, at least Googled <laughs> it. But it seems like there's one. Yeah, so this is the 2nd of, of December, I said. So it has Ashley Williams, Barbara love, Niven from Just Week Shores, and Holly Robinson-Pete, who oh is God. starting her own reality show on Hallmark Channel. Did you know that? No. Holly Robinson-Pete, yeah. So there you go. Perfect. Okay, so snow globes can have a magical, mesmerizing sway over those who concentrate on them. No one knows that better than the residents of Evergreen, Vermont. In this bucolic burg, where families have lived for generations and take care of each other, there's a belief that if you wish upon a snow globe in the local cafe, that wish will come true. The only catch is the wish must be completely sincere. When the town veterinarian wishes that this will be her most romantic Christmas ever, she figures that will ha that will happen with her longtime beau. Stranded in an airport, she befriends a businessman and his daughter who made her own wish on the snow globe. Wow, oh, multiple wishes. My. The magical Christmas they share turns out to be more than anyone wished for. Universe. <laughs> I think you gotta say, I don't know, this sounds like classic Hallmark to me. Um, so I, I'd give this a ring. I think this sounds great. I like Ashley Williams, I like Barbara Niven. Um, yeah, this sounds like classic fun. You Hallmark. guys, you guys, it's a gold ring. Yeah. I mean, it's a diamond <laughs> yeah. ring. It's, uh, it's the first, you guys, this is the first confirmed sighting of Christmas magic. <laughs> I repeat, yeah. I repeat, we have Christmas magic. Yeah. So I'm in. I'm all in. Absolutely. If Santa Claus makes an appearance, <laughs> <laughs> and wishing on a snow globe. I mean, come on. I'm all in. It's a it's a diamond. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So also on the second, we have Christmas in Angel Falls. This is Hallmark Movies Mysteries, and this is the second, and stars Rachel Boston and Paul Green, two of our favorite Hall stars. Yes. So Gab okay, <laughs> yeah, Gabby gets a special assignment and is dispatched to the town of Angel Falls. The town has lost its Christmas spirit. Oh no. <laughs> and Gabby is charged with the task of helping the residents recapture it. Real quick. <laughs> so Gabby is an elf? Gab it says a Gabby special is an, assignment Gab is dispatched. Gabby is an angel? I don't know. Because the, Christmas and angels. The only people who get Christmas who get special assignments <laughs> to help towns gain back their Christmas spirit are angels or elves. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I think they, she is. they don't make it clear. <laughs> yeah. I'm fine with either way. I just need to know. She befriends Jack Avery. A human. Paul Green. The volunteer fire chief. A fireman! Who was initially skeptical about her plan to revive local Yuletide cheer, determined Gabby takes a job at the local church as the volunteer coordinator and sets about her business of recruiting residents to get the town's holiday back on track. In the process of bringing back beloved Angel Falls, Christmas, tr Christmas traditions, Gabby has a surprising revelation about herself and her own dreams that she doesn't want to be an angel or an elf she wants to be a person <laughs> yeah um so i i ring 
I think. It's got Rachel Boston, Paul yeah. Green. It's about and probably, <laughs> probably some sort of Christmas magic. Yeah, you guys. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in all about it. Totally it's, it's ring. At Holly Lodge, this is on the third, and this is Allison Sweeney, Shirley Ralph, Toby Levins, and Jordan Bridges. So Sophie Bennett begins a new holiday tradition of spending every holiday at the Evergreen Inn and Ski Lodge, which is confusing because there's also the Evergreen one, but, uh, but, but she inherited this from her parents. Evergreen Inn is a special place filled with people who cannot make it home for the holidays or who have had such wonderful experiences that has become their home, away from holiday home. This Christmas, Sophie will meet an unforgettable family and her own life will be forever changed. So this one, it does have a pretty good cast, but I don't know, it doesn't really excite me too much. What do you think? Well, they don't mention any love. <laughs> and... Yeah, meet an a for, unforgettable family. Is this, is this the town, the house that... Uh, Candace Cameron Bure was gonna like develop into a ski lodge in that one and then is it that one? Because if it's that lodge then I'm like, yeah, let's do this. This is Candace Cameron Bure and what's his face's daughter. Yeah. She's grown up and she's inherited. Maybe one of the twins. But I don't know. One of the twins, yeah. No, I just uh, I think sock. This is a sock for me. Yeah. And I love Allison Sweeney. Like, couldn't they have just made like Murder, she baked some more. <laughs> so this one has one of the best descriptions Murder, she baked a ski all. lodge. Okay. This next one has one of the best descriptions of them all. It's so hilarious. <laughs> it's this... called Unbridled Love, which you know that is a book. That's got to be a romance novel somewhere. If it's not, they were like, well, they got horses. And their love's going to be unbridled. Unbridled love. So this is the 3rd of December, and it's evil stepmothers don't only lurk in castles. Oh, no, they don't. Tormenting helpless children. Sometimes they're on ranches tormenting adults. You know <laughs> a year after her father died in a fire, the Oregon ranch, a, a fire accidentally caused by her stepmother, accidentally. <laughs> Sarah has finally found her footing, turning the family homestead into a successful dude ranch. Brilliant. Still, May is pushing to take it over, seeing it as a potential gold mine. That May. Yeah, meanwhile, Graham, a Hollywood superstar, wants to use the ranch as the location of his next movie. Sarah isn't inclined to allow it. <laughs> she hates money during the and, and publicity. Yeah, horseback ride through the moonlit mountains. Graham explains why this project is so dear to him. That and a soulful kiss makes Sarah relent. But all does not run smoothly once the movie starts. Graham and his co-star Simone had been involved. Oh no! Sarah has fallen for the handsome star. Obviously, still she won't allow jealousy to cloud her professionalism. When Simone's horse runs wild, Sarah saves. Uh, when Simone's horse runs wild, Sarah saves her. And when Sarah's evil stepmother May also runs wild, suing Sarah, Simone in turn saves Sarah. So, <laughs> I mean, great. What, uh, like, what did they want Sarah to do? Just let Simone die? This sounds like a whole like series in one movie. Right? They, there's a lot of characters. There's no, like they were like the, the plot to this is obvious. We don't so have any let's stars. Let's not save anything. We don't have any stars. But I am. I am. Not, not not being like judgmental. Like there's no stars. <laughs> no, there's like literally there's just no, no cast list. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it is Hallmark movies mysteries, and I, I do love a good Cinderella. I mean, I even a bad Cinderella movie. I I do love Cinderella, but I I yeah no I can't. This, I don't know. This is some coal coal mine. They don't use the right across <laughs> the heart. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I just, I'm gonna give it a coal. I don't know why. 
And I love dude ranches and horses and things. Like, couldn't they have just, like, set this in the 1910s? <laughs> and then I would have been like, I'm in. But it's now, and I'm just like, Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Next we have, this is on the 10th of December. We're talking about the Christmas cottage. We don't have any stars for this. But it just says, still only in her mid-twenties, uh, Lacey Quinn has already given up on love. Mm. Too bad. Her heart's teen, her, her heart's, sorry, her heart's been broken too many times, and now she concentrates on her career as an interior designer in Raleigh, North Carolina. When BFF Ava Callahan asks Lacey to be her maid of honor, she must take on a few responsibilities, including making sure the Callahan family cottage is perfect for the honeymoon. Legend has it that the newlyweds spend their first night there, everlasting love and happiness will follow. Lacey isn't sure she buys into this notion. Still, when she finds herself snowed in there <gasps> with Charlie, no. Ava's brother, Lacey has to reconsider if the little house may hold some romantic magic after all, especially at Christmas. If there is an old-timey man in the Santa Claus, <laughs> I am in. <laughs> yeah, it does sound pretty classic. Uh, I feel like it's very similar to... Uh, we had many a wedding, kind of a wedding planner, wedding, you know, uh, maid of honor kind of planning the wedding, various things of that in a lot of Hallmark movies. <laughs> Uh, which makes sense. They're about romance. So they're gonna have a lot of weddings involved in the stories and yeah, getting snowed in. That sounds pretty fun. Very, very, very nice. So I'm gonna give that one an orange. I am also giving that an orange, mostly because I don't know who's in it. Right. 10th, uh, December 10th, we have The Christmas Shop and it's on Hallmark Channel and it's Anna works for, for a New York City real estate development company that is trying to buy an old building in a prime location hoping to flip the property for a profit. Unfortunately, there is one tenant holding out, the owner of an old-fashioned Christmas shop. Anna has been hoping for a way to step up in her job and finally she's been given the golden opportunity to take part, take point on, to take point on this assignment. Anna approaches the Christmas shop's handsome owner, Michael, Ooh. who is not only protective of his family's legacy, but appreciates what the holidays mean to everyone. But with, sh sh sorry, but with shrinking profits, Michael finally gives in to Anna's attempts to change his mind. Anna will spend one week working in the store, and after that, if she doesn't realize why this shop is so important, they can talk. Reasonable. <laughs> when Anna's company finds out about what's going on in her career, in her career's on the line, she is forced to make a choice, one that will change her forever, and make this one of the best Christmases she has ever had. What do you think she'll choose? Yeah, I think she'll choose corporate America she over will, the Christmas She'll be shop. like, uh, development and destroy Christmas. <laughs> That's a plot twist. Yeah, so this one does depend, depend huge on chemistry, a huge, huge. Uh, of the two, uh, but um, so yeah, I'll give it an orange for now, I think. I'm gonna give it an orange as well. Yeah. The next one is also very serious. It's called When God Winks, and this is based on a whole, like, I guess there's like, I saw a whole thing on the Today Show about it. There's like 10 whole nonfiction books where this guy, like, people write into him all these miracles that happen in their lives, and it's like When God Winks in your life. And so they're actually taking all of these books, and they're making them into a series of Hallmark movies about these miracles, okay. but they're 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 not like documentaries. They're like whatever, actually acting out. And uh, so Kathy Lee Gifford, I guess, is not only like she's she's the one behind all of this. Okay. 
and so she, I think she's gonna act in them, but she's also like producing all of them. Anyway, so this is the first in the series based on popular book. This is about true stories demonstrating that God communicates with us, making incredible things happen in our lives every day. As you read the riveting accounts of every day, or as you see the riveting accounts of every day and famous people, you will begin to recognize that God winks in your own life, both past and present. Through these tangible signposts from God, we receive personalized messages that reassure us, stop us from worrying, chart our path in life, and help us keep the faith. That's, uh, and this is on Hallmark Movies Mysteries. Obviously. <laughs> so this is pretty faith-based. You probably want to watch it on Sunday or something. Um, I don't know. What do you think? I feel terrible saying this. <laughs> and here's the thing. If it's done well, it could be really great. I like. I feel like if it's done with sincerity and tact and, you know, it could be really great and really fun and a really pleasant thing to watch. However, I don't have super tons of faith that Kathy Lee Gifford is going to be able to handle it with the touch that it needs and I am very nervous for it, and I'm going to abstain from giving it anything. <laughs> well, I think that uh, this will fall into a lot of the traps of faith-based films typically do, and it'll be very preachy, and it'll be very overbearing, and uh, so I, I, I'm going to give it at least a sock, um, but hopefully it will be one of the good ones, but I, I'm... Not that confident. I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for you. <laughs> Inspire us. God I'm weeks. sure you're still filming, so please. <laughs> yes. Please. Choices. Yes. Encore is what it's called. And this has Maggie Lawson and Brendan Elliott, who we love. Whom we love. So a struggling actress is cast in her last off-Broadway show, a modern take on A Christmas Carol, which I love, uh, before giving up her dream and moving home. Instead, she finds romance with her director and a renewed passion for her craft and the city. But when the historic theater loses its lease and the show is set to fold, she and her castmates need a Christmas miracle. I'm very confused how this is about a Christmas Carol. That's the show. In her life, in her, it's an off-Broadway oh. show, a modern take on a Christmas Carol. Oh, okay, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Because I was like, um, she doesn't sound like a Scrooge. No one in this sounds <laughs> no, like a Scrooge. she just falls in love with the director. That's fine. Okay, I was confused. <laughs> I thought they were saying this was supposed to be like a modern Christmas Carol. Which I would have loved, but um, yeah, so I, I don't know, this one, I, it looks fine. I'm giving it an orange. I'm gonna give it an orange too. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll when be when I was like trying to make it be a Christmas thing and it wasn't making sense, it was a sock. But <laughs> now, now that she's explained it to me, it's an orange. Next up, uh, this is the 16th of December. We have Maggie's Christmas Miracle, and this is also titled Karen Kinsbury's Mag Maggie's Christmas Miracle. Full title. Yeah. <laughs> She's like Debbie McComber, one of those authors that gets her name above. Stephen King, <laughs> Karen Kingsbury, Debbie McComber. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so Megan spent one unforgettable summer with a boy when they were teens, and she's never forgotten his magical definition of love. What is it? Now a high-powered attorney in New York and a single mother, her young son unexpectedly connects them again. So okay. there you go. My guess is there's a box of memories somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so we don't have any cast. It's hard to give a, a, a grade on that one, but I don't know. Should we just hold off on grades? Nope, nope. We're going straight forward. What do you forward. think? I am giving it a sock. Yeah, me too. No offense. <laughs> Karen, sorry. Uh, but hopefully it'll surprise us. Okay, that's on Hallmark Movies Mysteries. Uh, next we have the Christmas Shuttle. 
This is the 16th also, and it's it's not easy being Henry. It's not. <laughs> the only child to divorce parents. Every Christmas, he's flown across country to be with his dad. Because he's eight, a flight attendant looks after him from gate to gate. Henry instantly takes to the engaging Megan, who wears a Santa hat while helping him write a letter to the jolly guy. Megan promises to mail it to the North Pole, but slips the note to Henry's dad. Henry has already decided Megan and his dad would be a great couple. Matchmaker child! <laughs> and with all of the sophistication of a little boy, he tries settling, settling, setting them up. It turns out that Megan has no plans for Christmas dinner. What a loser. <laughs> Henry invites her over, giving the adults a chance to see that they are perfect for each other. Henry, Henry, Henry. I think if you don't like this description, you might not like Hallmark movies. Like, this is so classic. It really is. It is. So, even though I don't know the cast... I'm gonna give this a ring. This is classic Hallmark. Although if the kid is terrible, yes, that's it. True. All it all hinges on the kid. The next one is on the 16th. Also, this is Father Christmas. Work obsessed Eric Randall, chief technology officer of a major tech company in Kansas City, is laid off two weeks before Christmas. Divorced and the father of three. This will be Eric's first Christmas alone with the kids. His ex-wife Marie encourages Eric to postpone a job search and instead make Christmas a true family holiday. Okay. Unfortunately, he's better with computers than children. With baby Max strapped into a backpack, Eric is determined to build a sled with his son Liam. No small feet for this math-challenged boy. Eric also gets roped into volunteering at daughter Chelsea's junior cotillion class. At least her teacher Kate Moore is lovely. Kate teaches Eric some dance moves and Eric realizes he's avoided relationships by burying himself in work. Though enthralled with all the old-fashioned romance, Kate finds a lot to like in this digital age dad, while Eric learns that family time does not need to be restricted to Christmas. So this one sounds very weird. <laughs> you've, got, you've got the... I don't understand the electronic thing. I'm, I'm a little confused. I'm, I'm a little confused by the timeline, too, because <laughs> baby Max is a baby, but he and his wife are divorced, which is fine, but his ex-wife is like, I'm so nice and magnanimous, and it's not an ex-wife and a husband reconnecting. It's his first Christmas with It's his first kids. Christmas alone with his kids, but she's like, go have the kids, but then find a new wife. I'll be happy. I But he's better with computers than children? That's so weird. Well he's just like bleep blah bleep blah blah and children are like, I have jam. So I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. I think I I'm gonna get it, this this is really gonna be based solely on the charisma of the actors, yeah. the quality of the children. Uh, uh, right now, I'm gonna go with a, 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 a temporary coal. We'll see. Oh, I'm giving it a sock. It could, you guys, this could be the one. This could be. <laughs> this could get away. Travel writer Emery has never had a traditional Christmas, although her free spirit makes her the perfect travel writer. A surprising breakup with her boyfriend takes her personal life back to square one. Hoping to spend the holiday relaxing and recovering, Emery takes the picturesque Christmas vacation planned for the two of them uh, alone. Though through a mix-up on the rental site, or maybe a little Christmas magic, <laughs> Emery is forced to share the cabin with a handsome widower, his younger young daughter, and mother-in-law. What begins as an annoying inconvenience blooms into a romance she never knew was possible and a Christmas they will cherish forever. 
get hype, y'all. Get hype. <laughs> that again. This is if you don't like. That doesn't sound fun to you. Then you probably don't like Hallmark movies. What, are you, is so what are you doing this here? This has all of the elements that you could want. She's a free-spirited travel writer, surprising breakup with boyfriend. <laughs> she goes to the cabin. <laughs> There's Christmas magic. She has. She's forced to live with this guy. Whatever. Who's a widower? Who's a widower? Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a there's a grumpy or nice old mother-in-law woman yeah. and a daughter. The only thing that could be more hallmark <laughs> is if they were also celebrating some sort of New England festival. <laughs> And we have When Calls the Heart special, which has become something people look forward to. And this has all of our, of course, our When Calls the Heart cast. Heart this is Unite! The 25th, so this is Christmas Day. And it's A Loved One Returns, Christmas Spirit is Renewed, and Children's Wishes are Granted in this heartwarming Christmas movie featuring the series' beloved characters. Elizabeth's fiancé Jack surprises her coming on home coming home on leave and bringing a young Mountie desperately searching for Christmas inspiration. The community of Hope Valley works together to aid this young man with the help of an enchanted wishing tree. The mayor, Abigail, is pretty busy, recognizing that her newly adopted son, Cody, engages classmates in creating the town's annual Christmas celebration, while Sheriff Bill Avery forges a relationship with the disgraced former mayor, Henry Gowan. Uh, Rosemary and Lee are reminded that family is the true meaning of Christmas. So I can tell you one thing. I'm looking forward to the last two sentences. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. People, I mean, people who have listened to our review know that I am obsessed with Henry Gowan and Lee and Rosemary. Yeah. Lee and Rosemary, it's super. And I have to say, both of these, the New Year's slash Christmas specials have been really good. I feel like the, they've been superior to the show as a whole, and I do like the show, but... Agreed. Literally, the Hallmark Christmas movie from last year was one of my favorite Christmas movies of all time. Yeah, it was really, really, really good. So I'm actually going, even though I'm, I'm not like super high on the show, I'm, I'm gonna give this a ring. I think this will be really good. Well made, I think uh, it, will, it will be the highlight of the season, probably, of the show. I am definitely giving it a diamond ring and the Rosemary and Leah reminded that family is the true meaning of Christmas <laughs> yeah. makes me hope and wish that they are deciding to have a family of their own. Yeah, I think that's so pretty clear. that is pretty big. Oh. And we know that Jack is coming back, so that'll be Yeah, I'll meet, I've we'll get some. Him. We'll get some uh, some Jack and Elizabeth kisses. Plus a new mysterious Mountie, yeah. yes please. <laughs> yes, exactly. Try not to kill this one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so the last one, we're almost done. This is so exciting. Uh, is Kiss for the New Year. This is on the 30th of December, and it's that first Kiss of the New Year special. It's supposed to signify that special person with whom we'll spend the next year. and possibly forever. That's what they say. <laughs> so it's wise not to squander those affections when everyone else just puckers up to the nearest set of lips. Robin has always kept her wit and her mouth to herself. Mm. An established photographer of a lifestyle, lifestyle website, she's assigned to work on the New Year's Eve story with a new hire named Todd. Todd. <laughs> when she confides in Todd that she has never kissed anyone at the clock strikes, as the clock strikes midnight, he sets about to correct this by finding someone for Robin to kiss at the magic hour. His theory is a kiss is just a kiss and she should enjoy the moment. Ultimately, they are both right. 
Todd finds a man for her to smooch. And Robin does find the right man. And guess who fits the bill? Oh, snap! <laughs> <laughs> I think this one sounds really good. I'm all about it. Yeah, I mean, I am in. This sounds like the kind of shenanigans that I would like to get up to in my real life. So I am, I'm <laughs> yeah, all in, I'm right. all in. So yeah, I mean, if I knew the, the cast, I'd be even more in, um, but uh, I don't know, what the heck, it's, uh, I'm gonna give this one a ring. I really like it, I think it sounds fun. I am also giving it a ring, let's <laughs> ring in the new year. Yeah. <laughs> so we did it, holy cow. We did it. So we hope you enjoyed this preview and let us know which ones you're excited for, which ones you're giving coals to and rings and everything in between. And uh, yeah, we'll be, we're gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna do most of these podcasts like four at a time, there, except for Thanksgiving week, which we'll do six uh, that we'll talk about. Four and... movies at a time, not four podcasts. <laughs> yeah, right. And so we hope you will join us and you'll uh, enjoy that. We're really excited. It's gonna be tons of fun. And make sure you're following us on Twitter and on Instagram. And it's Hallmarkies Pod. At Hallmarkies on Pod on Twitter, at Hallmarkies Podcast on Instagram. Yeah. Follow us on Facebook, we're Hallmarkies Podcast. We're going to get our website up and running. And yeah. also, you can get us on YouTube, Hallmarkies Podcast, and newly on Ooh. iTunes. Yeah, we're on iTunes. We're so excited. We'll have all the links in the description section. You can check that out. And uh, please give us your feedback. Let us know. Uh, what you think and uh, if you're excited for these Hallmark films. And also, please join me in my crusade to get Paul Campbell in more movies <laughs> yes. on Hallmark Channel. Uh, yeah, some of our favorites aren't in it this year, which is a bit of a bummer, but... I tweeted Paul Campbell and asked him specifically if he was going to be in any, and he said he's not. So yeah. let's save Paul Campbell. <laughs> Hashtag Paul Campbell for Christmas. For Christmas, yes. But, I mean, they might still be filming some. Who knows? Yeah. And hey, maybe we can at least get him on a Valentine's movie, because that would be amazing. So that is basically what we have today, and thanks so much. Please subscribe to our channel and all our content, and we'll look forward to having a very Merry Christmas. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.